25 going down past the hour of 8 o'clock on a beautiful, absolutely gorgeous Monday morning in Dominica. And we welcome you to the hot seat for today. We have a great uh, topic of discussion for you that will be coming up as soon as we come back in just a few minutes. So we want to keep it locked or a lot to discuss this morning. Your brakes are calling. They have heard the news that driver auto supplies have just received a new shipment of brake parts for your SUVs, pickup trucks, trucks, cars and minibuses driver order supplies located at Forkale at the tire shop next to the bread depot call 448-6637 or 277 hurry and get the brakes that you need competitive prices in this tough economic times also available this motorcycle and scooter tire your tropical water ambassador with your hurricane tip for today be prepared being prepared before a hurricane threatens makes you resilient to the hurricane impacts of wind and water. It will mean the difference between you being a hurricane victim or a hurricane survivor. Be prepared and remember to stop. Auto Trade introduces Thrifty Thursdays. On the last Thursday of every month, get up to 20% discount of various items in the store between 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. But wait, there's more. Also, look out for what deal of the day offer for an even bigger discount. You can't miss out on this real deal savings. So come to Auto Trade on Thrifty Thursdays at Auto Trade. It's more than a vehicle, it's a relationship. Terms and conditions apply. Your favorite store, dial it now. 612-1253. That's Mega Deals. You can rely on Mega for some real deals on name brand clothing and electronics. High quality, low price. We are a wholesale and retail store located in Kalabishi, right on the main road. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, as Mega Deals Dominica. Like our page. Check out our stuff. Call us. Visit us. Would appreciate that. Come try it on. Love it. Buy it at Mega Deals. Your one and only online and brick and mortar store. Mega Deals is also on wheels. We make it convenient for your shopping. We deliver straight to your door. Email us at info at megadeals.com. Rely on Mega Deals for some real deals. Here's some great news. Big Edge is here to help with a big back-to-school promotion. From now till September 6, you can win a third prize of $500, second prize $1,000, and first prize $1,500. When you sign up for Big Edge loan with the usual great payment terms and lower interest rates, all loans are eligible. Apply online at BigEdgeFinancialExpress.com and for more info, you could contact 440-9009, 440-9007, 225 9009-612-9009 or walk in on 71 Hillsborough Street, Roseau. Terms and conditions apply. Big Edge. Financing your most You could expand the house and build a proper office. And Republic Bank can help. 
What do you say to that? Sweet. It's the season of sweetness at Republic Bank. Renovate and relax with super low rates and much more. Sweet. This is the time to make it happen with Republic Bank today. The Big Station presents kudos to our heroes for their valuable transformational life support and assistance to their fellow men and women. For their insightful and deep-seated meaningful contributions of great substance to uplifting children, people, family life, our society, and our economy. For instilling positive mental attitudes that elevate the level and content of the social and economic dialogue. For being phenomenal men and women. Kudos to our heroes will recognize on Q95, pay tribute to, and present awards for outstanding works by deserving Dominican heroes at home and abroad. Ordinary people demonstrating that each one of us can do extraordinary things. Q95 listeners at home and worldwide. Have your say. Submit your recommendations to us at Q95FMRadio at gmail.com of deserving Dominican heroes whose works have clearly shown that they have done yeoman service and allowed their humanity to shine in order to elevate and enhance the life of their fellow men and women. Q95 is happy to recognize and honor the life and works of phenomenal Dominican heroes at home and abroad. Thank you, our Dominican heroes from the Q family at home and abroad. Only on Q95, the big station. Go to the Kudos to Our Heroes banner on the homepage of our website at www.q95da.com. Read the criteria and points structure for qualification and selection. National retirement age and above gives 10 points. Exemplary performance, 25 points. Pioneer in a field, career, work or occupation, 15 points. Impactful leadership of excellence, 20 points and committed to national development in Dominica, 30 points. Submit your recommendation of the names of Dominican heroes at home and abroad, supported by the detailed reasons for that recommendation. To Q95, kudos to our Heroes Recognition and Appreciation Committee, on or before the deadline date, via email to q95fmradio at gmail.com. You can call 767-448-5822 or 305-906-4216 or 954-284-4639. Thanks so much for your submissions and recommendations. Twenty-seven minutes going up before the hour of nine o'clock. Welcome back to the hot seat. Um, I'm expecting a very special guest uh, here this morning. We've not quite been able to hook up just yet, but we will do so. But I tell you what, we are going to be discussing this morning. We are going to be talking about agriculture. I know, you know, we we we've talked about it quite a bit. Um, we've made many many presentations on the agriculture sector, but I thought it would be a good place to start especially following up on our discussion last week 
when we spoke about the very ruinous state of the economy, it's an economy that's in a really, really bad condition in the sense that it does not create any jobs, um, jobs have been lost, and the people who are working are, are basically clinging on to whatever job that they have. So, you know, you really want an economy that is providing a lot more opportunities for a lot more people, and we simply do not have that. As I indicated last week, the Dominican economy has grown by less than 1% over the past 10 years. That is about a quarter or even, even less than that. It's about one-tenth, one-eighth of what is required in terms of growth. We need the economy to be growing by at least 5 to 6 or 7% a year. That has not happened. And we are in a very, very serious, very serious state even as we speak. So we're going to be discussing that this morning. We have a guest that will be joining us shortly, uh, but we're going to go already to the telephone because there's someone who wants, I believe, who wants to weigh in on, on this very important discussion. Good morning to you. A very good morning to you. A very good morning to you. Mr. Fontaine. Yes, sir. Good morning. How are you, man? Yes, I'm doing good. All is well. How are you doing? Can you lower can you lower your radio? Because you have you have a lot of feedback. If you're able to lower your, your radio or your device. Okay. Hello? Yes, hi, hi. Good morning. You recognize the voice? Oh yes. Oh absolutely, Mr. Barry. How are you? How are you? <laughs> how are you doing? Are you good? Yes, all is well, all is well. Hope you better. Okay, I'm just calling to, to greet you, man. Oh, okay, that's nice, that's nice. I'll be listening to the program. All right, wonderful. We have a very interesting one today, agriculture, man, I'm telling you, yes. All right, well, thank you so much. I hope all is well by you. Yeah, man. All right, excellent. Okay, then. All right, take care. All right, so, you know, we're we definitely going to be, to be having a, a great discussion on this particular topic because... We need to, as Dominica, we need to take a different direction. I mean, you know, the way the economy has been handled over the past 20 years is certainly not the way to go. That dependence on one, on over-dependence, if you like, on one, um, on one thing, it has been passports, passports, passports over the past 20 years. And the agriculture sector has been neglected. The tourism sector has been neglected. The services sector has been neglected. The construction sector has been neglected. And even when the construction sector has been energized, Dominicans are not benefiting. And today we are hearing, for example, of these um, protests in the Cassie Bruce area over just the same thing because, you know, the people who are working on these roads are not Dominicans. And it shows that we have a very serious, serious, serious problem in Dominica and needs to be addressed. And, and one of the ways we address it is by providing some constructive criticisms as well as some constructive ideas that can help move the process forward. Um, we understand the government is late coming to the dance. Uh, but finally, we're hearing noises about agriculture and how important agriculture is from this government. It took them 20 years to realize how critical agriculture is. Um, they're coming to the dance a bit late, but, you know, better late than never, as we say. And we hope that whatever um, is done, what, whatever promises have been made in this, past, in this year's budget will be realized. You know, we have issues of marketing. Individuals talk about the market sector, for example and all of those issues that we have. Um, so let's, let's go back to the telephones. Good morning to you. Good morning, Mr. Fountain. How are you doing this morning? Yes, I'm doing well. Good morning to you. 
It's wonderful to hear your voice. Um, uh, Mr. Fountain, I'm so disappointed in the government and Dominique, a lot of Dominicans that condone this government. Because at this time right now, with the way the economy is going and with the potential that Dominica has as far as agriculture, we, we should have been further. And I don't know what it's going to take for the people to open their... At least I, the people, I don't know what is wrong with them. Are they blind? Are they? I mean, I just don't understand. I didn't realize it would be in their benefit to stand up for what they think is right as far as agriculture, because that's what always benefit Dominica. Agriculture was or was the breadbasket of the Caribbean. That's what Dominica was called. So I don't know why the people have to support. Uh, I don't mind you, you support your government, yes. But if they're doing something wrong and they're not doing something to benefit your agriculture, you stand up and tell them, yo, what is going on? Something is wrong. We, You have to do something for us. So I, I blame in the people also that that just refuse to open their mind, eyes, the, the intelligent thinking to see what's going on. But we can't give up as a people, those that um, have that one better for Dominica. We cannot give up. We got to keep fighting because that's all we have is Dominica and the potential that Dominica have. I think we have to stand for it. And the farmers, I'm calling on each and every one of them, the farmers, please stand up together. When you're divided, it's going to be a problem. When you stand up together, we're going to be strong. You're going to have to stand up together and go to the government. And I mean, we, right, right about this, now, this time right now, I don't think we want this government no more. We just need a different set of people to govern Dominica, to move Dominica forward. That's why I see it right now. For 20 years they've been there, and look at the condition of Dominica. I think right now we need a new governance branch in Dominica to push Dominica forward. But agriculture, I appreciate that topic going to have this morning, because that's what always, always, was the strength of Dominica, was agriculture. So I'll be listening, Mr. Fountain. Thanks. All right, excellent. And have a good day. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much indeed. And when you think about it, you know, agriculture is... Someone just sent this to me, in fact, um, from St. Lucia. St. Lucia has again started exporting bananas to the United Kingdom. St. Lucia. So <laughs> you, you ask, well, if St. Lucia can do it, why not Dominica? And Dominica was always by far, far ahead of St. Lucia in terms of production of agriculture, instead of terms of production of bananas. And uh, St. Lucia has been able to club its way back into the UK market. And here our farmers continue to languish. So it just talks to the kind of governance that we've had. It is clear that this government is not interested in the well-being of the Dominican people. If the government of Dominica could put every Dominican into the NEP and have them work for $500, they would be very, very happy, I suspect. But that's not how you build a country. You don't build a country by having people plant flowers on the roadside. You simply cannot build a country that way. That's not how it's done. The way you build a country, so have people working in the productive areas, in areas where they can export their, their goods, they can make, they can earn an, uh, a living that is sustainable, they can earn decent wages, uh, they can go to the bank, they can take loans, they can send their children to school, they can take care of their needs. That's how you build a country, you know. But this model that this government has um, developed over these many years has failed us miserably terribly fail us and it's not working 
We need a different model. We need a different approach. And that's why this morning we're going to be uh, putting forward some ideas uh, that this government should consider um, to really, in fact, uh, be able to deal with this issue. All right. Uh, so we're going to join a very special guest. I believe we have him on the line this morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, Dr. Fongdin. Good morning to your listeners, and thanks for having me this morning. All right. Good morning. Uh, this is Mr. Ballot, right? Yes, it is. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. All right. So um, I've been waiting for um, for you for us to, to begin this discussion. We are just kind of laying it out for our listeners. Um, but when I spoke to you previously, you you had some very interesting ideas in terms of the way the agriculture sector. Uh, can be developed and the way we can move forward. And we need that because, after all, I believe that given where Dominica is, given the high rates of unemployment in this country, given the high poverty rates in Dominica, that we have to put a, a bigger effort and a bigger emphasis on agriculture. And I know you, that is something that you yourself, as a Dominican living overseas, have been thinking about, have been focused on. And we certainly would like you to share some of your ideas with us. Now, uh, can you just start by giving us a, a general feel as to, as to what you think or which direction you think uh, this country should be taking with regards to agriculture? Well, first of all, agriculture um, can do very well in Dominica. And we've seen it in the past. And it always comes down to policies. Um, if we go back, and I want to be fair this morning, we don't want to... Um, political. We don't want to um, make anybody feel uncomfortable. But what we want to speak about is the reality on the ground. Um, we've seen agriculture done well before, and we know that agriculture can work very well in Dominica. It comes down to policies. I always say for government to be policy, um, to be successful, it comes down to policy. And not just this government, any government. We saw what happened during the DFP days with the bananas days, you know. You had an agricultural policy. You had a, a situation where you built a cooperation for the DBNC and DBGT and the DBG and all of that. So it worked. But I also want us to realize as time progresses, time changes, um, technology changes, um, technology improves, we also have to look at agriculture, not just like a dashing and fee or a yam and planting business. There's more to agriculture. And one of the areas I really want to touch on today is, is livestock um, and also waste system. And people may say what waste system has to do with agriculture, but this is a little um, technical. We'll probably see if we have the time to touch it on a little bit. But when we look at agriculture in Dominica, we have made um, several positions, uh, um, 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 we have made several proposals to the government of Dominica um, from since when um, um, the gentleman. Um, I, I, Mr. Matthew, I think it was Dr. Mr. Honorable Matthew Walters, since when we Minister of Agriculture, we were making proposals to the government of Dominica. So just a little bit of background that I'm a business owner here in the United States and also in Dominica. We are the only one that owns carry feed is owned by us. We are the only one uh, official hatchery in Dominica. And we started that about a year ago. When we make proposals um, after Hurricane Maria, we um, look at what's going on in Dominica, and there was a serious problem. Um, with food security and all of that. And even my company organization in the United States makes several donations, um, particularly in the Sufria, Scots, and Gallia, or Pernicial area, with food and items to people, even for the Red Cross, pots and pans were sent. So we, we are very involved. And I'm not doing this for myself. I'm doing it for a lot of our country. So then 
Moving fast forward, I, I, um, I spoke to a gentleman in Barbados, uh, Bill Hatchery, that's come to Dominica. Let's see how we can um, rebuild the um, sector. And a lot of people lost a lot of money. We bought some stakeholders, including Richard, who uh, I should compliment Richard for being a leader in really trying. To, they were the first to start selling the local products in the market and stuff like that. So when that meeting happened, um, nothing ever became of it, of course. So then I decided I'm going to take this on my own. Um, I made some investments, significant investments, and brought some equipment um, to start a hatchery on the island. So this is how that started. Then um, before that, I bought the equipment. We had a situation um, where we had the volcanic eruption in St. Vincent, and that posed a serious food security issue into Dominica. The airport in Barbados actually was closed, so the farmers were getting the chicks, could not get it into Dominica. And um, we have all these other issues. Then COVID came, and, you know, that was a whole different thing. When COVID came, we really wake, up, uh, wake me up and said, I need to do this. I went and took my phone, and we started a hatchery on the island. And then the plan was, before we started the hatchery, I spoke to folks in the Ministry of Agriculture. We said to them, hey, i got a plan here. Why don't we come together? I can work with you guys, get a chartered flight, get the um, chicks from Barbados to Dominica, and on return, we will get agricultural produce, which I already had the market secured, to ship um, when the plane comes to Dominica. Because you have to pay for a round trip, the, the egg, the chicks per chick, it was going to be ridiculously like about um, 13 EC dollars. So we decided what we could do is bring people together that could drop the price of the freight. And then I spoke to two companies in Barbados. And they said they will take fresh produce from Dominica, and this is what it was. I spoke to Ministry of Agriculture. We, we started that going, but I don't know what happened then. I think there was a change in PS and all of that nonsense. So that didn't come through. So I think they tried to do it on their own, but it didn't work. So the whole idea was to get chicks into Dominica and on return send local produce from Dominica to Barbados, which we had, um, I said, um, at least two or three. Well, we had two for sure, and the food company we were talking with Massey, they were looking at doing it, and they were excited. It's a natural island, organic product. So that's how it started. But where we are right now, we have made several, several um, proposals to the government. And I must say, Dr. Fountain, that I am very pleased to say today that finally the government had added this into the budget for the 22-2023 um, fiscal year. It is on, and you can see the report, and the budget report on page 134, I think it is, on the section livestock, that we make this proposal and they add it into the hat and they add it. Where they, um, we actually asked for more money, but they said $345,000 will be added to help increase the capacity of the hatcheries in Dominica. And in return, what we would do at Carrefour is to give the farmers a 40% discount. So we have for grant, but we'll offer country, what we're going to say we're going to do, instead of... Um, giving back, what, or instead of giving money back, what we're going to do, instead of giving the money, we're going to give the money back to the farmers. So that's the way of what you do subsidies, which we work with the government or something that way, that in other words, the government, they make this money available, and what, when we bring the eggs in, we hatch the eggs, we will give the farmers a 30 to 40% discount off. For example, a farmer who is buying a broiler bird, let's say at 850, will be paying closer to the $6, which is a significant in, um, difference, which is less expensive than what they actually paying for in Barbados when they all set it up. So this is one of the areas that we're looking at doing that. If you also look on the budget, we also make recommendations. And we have done the research, 
um, here with our lab in the United States, get raw ingredients from Dominica to look and see how we can possibly grow, make animal feed on the island. So, so I really thankful that it is on the budget. We want to compliment them for that, but we hope it's forthcoming. We we hope it's not just fancy words and put in there, and and hope that this really happens. And if this happens, that is really going to help the life of Dominicans, not just the farmers, but also you should be able to start seeing a decrease um, at the grocery stores on retail product on, on those in that area. All right, this is this is excellent and a great initiative, and and certainly one one of the areas. You know, I mean, Dominica is a a, a major consumer of of chicken, of poultry, and 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 of course that's the start. That's certainly starting in the right direction. And you know, but I'm I'm just curious. You you you've had those discussions with the the officials of the ministry. Do you get the sense that this is a government that is that is really concerned and really pushing as hard as they could on on developing the agriculture sector? I think there's a number of um, factors going into play there. Um, as I said, I've been talking to this Ministry of Agriculture, this current government since um, the days of Mr. Matthew Walters, and I never really had a meeting with Matthew Walters. But I did have meetings with um, all the other ministers, from I think it was uh, Mr. Draco, um, uh, Mr. Cabon, and this current um, uh, Minister of Agriculture. And I think, um, to me, this, I'm not sure if they don't understand the concept behind it, or if it's just too many red tips to go through, or maybe I'm too upfront. I, 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 I don't know. I just felt like this is something that's common sense and it should get done. And it should get done. What I'm happy about is that they have put it on the burner and hopefully it happens. But to your point, with this sector and the, especially the poultry, the issue here is Dr. Fountain. And, and, and again, we have to be upfront about it. If you go to the Central Statistics Office in the Ministry of Finance, and, you, and this, I hope this information is still available. Uh, my brother worked at Statistics, and uh, you know him well. And, um, you know, people like you, Mr. Vital, get information, and, you know, he used to go there. And these guys, they, they did a good job there. If you go there, you will see an unbelievable over 12 million U.S. dollars of poultry parts that imported into Dominica. And remember, this is just... These numbers are recorded from what was recorded maybe at the airport or customs or whatever. Think about all the other chickens that come in that's not accounted for, that's not recorded. And we're talking about mainly drumsticks and wings. A lot of this, over $12 million, and the numbers are much higher now. It is pushing close to the $16 million importation of that. What we are saying, if we are serious about agriculture and poultry, what we need to do is grow the sector in a few different ways. One way you can do it is one way they said that to increase capacity so that the farmers can, can have the birds on island all the time. And then we can, and which one of the things they put on there, which, which is great, a tariff also on importing chickens. So therefore, why does that happen? Look at how this would work great. So imagine Dr. Fountain, you are an economist. Look at these numbers don't lie. If you have 100 farmers, if you have 100 farmers, serious farmers, let's say who's doing about, let's do even numbers, let's, let's say 2,000 birds, 100 farmers are 2,000 birds. Each of those farmers, right, they're capable of growing. They have a home where those poultry is going to. And each of those farmers, not even 10, but five people employed, that's five, five times 100, that's 500 jobs. Imagine they hire 10 people, that's 1,000 jobs. Imagine you have 200 farmers. So when I'm talking about 
We have an opportunity to create about 5,000 brand new jobs and an additional 2,000 indirect jobs from the, from the livestock industry. These numbers are not lying. These are facts. And if we can go in that direction, this is the way to go. I believe that we will be a leader in the Caribbean, even able to do better than places like Barbados, well established and stuff. But because our product is unique, we are the natural of the Caribbean. And the farmers were buying the chips from us in Dominica. I can tell you that they have, and we have done the comparisons of different farms where we get those birds from Barbados and the birds from Caribbean. And all birds are 100% probiotic grown, and they are also um, 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 organic. So what happened? We already have the natural eye. We already have that flagship, that brand carrying. Imagine you are making those birds, and probiotic is the way to go. This antibiotic thing is something in the past. Antibiotic it's okay, and I'll explain it a little bit. But you have a brand that nobody can compare to. With those birds, you do them well, and you have an abattoir that is well established. You are going to be able to supply every uh, every store, every supermarket in Dominica, fresh chicken. You can even move into the frozen brand, and then you're able to look at export down the road. Yes. I can confirm to you, Dr. Mm-hmm. Pompey. I, I, I can confirm to you that there are other islands in the Caribbean who was actually in, in Dominica, I made a proposal to the government, other islands in the OECS, including the British Virgin Islands, made a proposal to us to move operations in their islands, to work with them. And it's amazing what they're willing to offer. But I am a Dominican, and Dominica is first. Yes, but I, I know one of the major problems, one of the major obstacles that you have to really have in a full-grown, a full fully functional, um, if you like, base in terms of poultry is the cost of feed. How would you address that particular uh, shortcoming? Well, this is, great. This, this is a great question. So I look at the big picture. What we've done, we look at the hatch, we establish it, we get the market, and the government now look at putting tariffs in place. So, for example, like very system like Barbados, if you bring chicken into Barbados or chicken into Barbados, you have to pay 50% on that. If you import um, any chicken um, to sell at the store, um, with, um, you have to pay, I think, 50 or a little more than that percent of that um, in there. Now, once you get that established, that gives the investor more power to go and set up um, a, a feed mill. Now, the thing here is, and I, I, I want to be careful here because I don't want to give too much proprietary information. I can confirm to you, and the people in the Ministry of Agriculture knows that, that we have a source of limestone that I've tested, which is an ingredient in feed, in Dominica. I've tested it. The Better Business Bureau, the Business Bureau standard tested it too, and they look at it. But we even went further with our analytical lab here. And what we did, we, we, we seized a good source of limestone. That's one good, that's the main thing in, in, uh, in animal feed. We have that on island. We also have other ingredients which are not mentioned, and I've spoke to some of the people on there. That is a great alternative for wheat, which is one of the ingredients in seed, which is also something we use um, for making bread. We have those ingredients on island. Some of those ingredients can grow anywhere. What has to happen? You need to have a cooperation where you can say, and imagine this, where you could say we have 20 farmers that's growing that particular crop and this particular crop. The farmer knows. If he has 5,000 pounds of whatever that crop is, that we see we could use in animal feed, he already knows he has a home for it. That's instant money. This guy grows family, hire more people. So these are all indirect jobs. So the, the, we can make the feed in Dominica, but you're going to have to take some serious cooperation. People believe that animal feed has to be based on corn and soy. No, there's other diets. 
just what you we have we can have a dominica diet we can have a basil diet we can have a soybean diet we can maybe i'll mention it we can have a cassava diet so they're all ingredients and i can tell you dr fountain i've spent uh, I, I don't like to use the word I, but our company has spent quite a bit of money in research in looking at ingredients in Dominica, and we know we're very capable of growing the corn in some part of the island, especially in the Salisbury area. It's very good. We have done that research. That can grow quite a bit of those corns for the animal feed. And we can really have to use a lot of corn. Um, we, we can actually use some of those other um, crops we have in Dominica. We have soybean grown in Dominica. So that can be done. But it's going to take cooperation from government to understand it and to put an agricultural policy in place to protect that. Because then the, the what is happening, the feed now will be less expensive. And for the feed, if there's anybody who's selling feed in Dominica who's listening to me, and they're probably, saying the next, they're probably thinking right there, oh my gosh, how am I going to protect my business if this guy makes feed on the island? No. The deal, that's why you have a policy, Dr. Fonkin. You need to have a policy. And from those policies, you set up SOPs in place to protect the policy. And one of the policies could be that the feed mill is only allowed to sell to the, to, to the feed dealers on the island. And the feed dealers on the island then will have a recommended price to sell that feed. And any feed coming into the island, that they're going to have to pay a tariff, like what they do in St. Vincent, for example. So we can make the animal feed into it. I can confirm to you that I have in, pos- in my possession equipment ready assigned to look at how we can make the feed on the island. Well, so this, we is, this is excellent news. This, this is excellent news. I'm, I'm glad that you've kind of thought through this. And, and, and this is something. And that's, it, that's what I'm talking about in terms of practical solutions this is a a 15 20 million dollar industry in just here in dominica and we've put the potential for export so if we can do the feed locally if there is that 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 option because i know that's a major cost element if this can be done then why not do it and these are some of the things that i believe that that needs to be worked upon and needs the support of government private initiative by all means but certainly would need the support of the government as we seek to push forward the agriculture sector so i'm glad that you've you've fought through this particular industry that is one aspect that's one area um, that we, we certainly can work on. What about the, the, the other sectors of the economy, of the agriculture sector itself, in terms of the, the tree crops? Or I talked about bananas, how the fact that um, St. Lucia is once more exporting bananas to the United Kingdom. And Dominica, we are just uh, sitting and, and, and watching. You know, what more, in terms of other areas, have you considered that you believe we can actually push forward on? Well, great question. And just to wrap up this whole um, poultry stuff before we go to other areas, we have to look at, if we're going to do this, we need to look at serious things. Because unfortunately, there was a report from the audit, from the audit report that talked about very concerning things at the National Agriculture in Dominique. And these are very simple practical things that could be fixed. And those were all sectors. If we're going to be doing agriculture seriously, we need to have in place a HACCP program, which I see government putting their mention to them. Um, really, people like HACCP, what does that mean? Really, HACCP really stands for Hazardous Analysis and Critical Control Point. And what is this saying is that you have to be able to look at the risk. Even in bananas, when you grow bananas, let's look at the risk. We may need gramazone pesticides to kill the weeds around it. But what about the risk to the fruit? What about the risk to the, to the farmer who's using that? And um, we look at hygiene products, and, and I'm a little disappointed with the, um, what is happening at the abattoir based on the audit report. It, it, it's an eye-opener to see a lot of things. Imagine there's not even a policy in place 
for the apple to be operating. <laughs> this is violation. There's a lot. Is, I, I encourage people to look at that audit report on page, um, 20, uh, I think it's June 30th, 2021, one, um, on page 115, that, that's where about it starts. And if you read through that, that there are some serious areas of concern. And this is where our company comes in that can help help train um, this organization. We, we are FSSD certified. We are above ISO 22000 certification. We can have those courses and train not just the poultry farmer, but also the farmer that um, goes into vegetables and other crops. So, Dr. Fountain, to answer your question, if I was given a country the government of Dominica, let's look at this. Look at this. I, like, I like to do research. We are about a billion dollars in the budget to make this work. If the government of Dominica can say, look, here, I don't need to be Minister of Agriculture. I don't need to have any title. Work with you guys. Make $250 million available for the first two years of the budget. What I would do, I would get the PS of Agriculture, the Director of Agriculture, the Chief Vet Officer, the Plant Quarantine Unit in a meeting. And what we would do, we would go to statistics again and get all the information, how many short-term crop farmers we have, how many long-term crop farmers we have, root crop farmers, and all the different plants and fruits and vegetables we look at. When you look at that, including poultry and, and, and ruminant, and that's another huge area for growth too, ruminant especially, goat milk and all of that. And you look at all of these areas. Then once you get that information, what do you do? You train your field officers and extension officers extensively, on, and you cross-train them. But you have people, this guy is the poultry man. He is responsible for all the poultry on the island to feed all the poultry farms to so make sure that relegations are followed. This guy go to the goat, and so on. Then you go to the guys that is vegetables. And that's important. Because one of the things we talk about, organic product is great, but there's also high risk for organic product. Because the problem here is when you grow organic product, you don't use pesticides or anything. But also, waste is a good thing that to use it. Now, with that come risk, like salmonella, E. coli, listeria. These are very, very bad bacteria that can actually kill you into food poisoning. So, areas what we can do. If I was in Dominica, in Dominica right now, and instead of spending all these monies on hotels and stuff, what I would have done is secure an investor to look and see if we can bring a factory. We have the old Bello factory. Let's look at that. Let's see what we can salvage. Let's see what we can fix. We have DCP. Let's look at what we can fix. And then what do you do? You, you create a factory where you have all those vegetables, the tomatoes, you know, the lettuce, and all of those um, vegetables in Dominica. You secure market for that. The extra from that can then go to the factory where we can, like especially tomatoes, we can make our own tomato ketchup on the island. We should be able to make like those V8 juice that we have all these vegetables. We can do that. This is the way that this money should be spent. Because what you are doing, you are giving the farmer security. The man who is probably uh, at a senior age that wants to keep himself busy growing small vegetables and stuff, he knows he has a market after the grocery store, the restaurant, then he has a market where the air shop that can go, and then you can create that. That's one way I think we can look at that. Now, in terms of bananas, bananas is real. Banana is still a big thing. We have to find creative ways to bring banana farmers together to secure a market for them. I remember in the DFP, the mission said, hey, if you have a piece of land and, uh, and you dig 20 holes, I'll give you 20 plants. When you grow the 20 plants, I'll find a market for you. Policies, again, policies, SOPs. If we can go back to that, this is what works. This is what we have to do to keep it going. And the only way we can succeed in agriculture in Dominica, we have to make a significant investment financially 
into the agriculture sector. You need to have um, you need to have agricultural policies, and you have to hold people accountable. It's not that you go and you say you have ten million dollars available for farmers, and then you give a guy who have twenty and ten bananas. Um, plant in his backyard and you call him a farmer or a fisherman who had to even own a boat and don't go to sea and then you say you give him something because he's sort of a certain political party. This is not going to work. I am willing to put my heart into this to work with this, but we need to look at policies. We Everything is based on policies. If we can set the policies and we can set the sector right, agriculture can thrive very well in Dominica. And Dr. Fongen, finally on this area, Let's look at, we're talking about rehabilitation of, of, of coconut in Dominica. Let's say facts. A coke, I was in Dominica recently. A jelly is about $5. When you tell somebody you want to talk about coconut and demand you, you want them to get copper, copper is great. But again, policy, you get those guys, you, say, you don't want to leave anybody on the 500 plants or 1,000 plants. You say to the farmer, look, I want copper, but I know jelly, you make quicker money because you can get jelly in a few years versus um, um, copper in uh, an extra three years. So let's say the average um, station coconut, which we look at that as well. Unfortunately, we, couldn't, we didn't get much success at our lab in the U.S. because of the nature of it and all of that. But you can get some coconut within three to four years. So what you do at uh, 500 crops, you tell the farmer, look, 200 of those is for you to do your jelly. Why are you making your jelly? You're making money. So the copra is good. So that man has money. Unless you do that. But when you tell a man to go and plant coconut for copra and you have to wait, seven, nine years to get copra and, and in jelly, you can get in three years. It's going to laugh at you. But if you have a policy in place and say, other than 500 crops, plants, this is what you do and this is what you do. These are the simple ways we can solve some of these issues and to be competitive in the global market. Yeah, this is, this is excellent. Excellent ideas, excellent um, ways uh, forward. These are real solutions, I believe, that we need to be looking at as we as we focus on on agriculture, on developing the sector, on creating opportunities within the sector for the countless uh, numbers of, of persons who who simply need to do better in this country. And um, you know, it has to take, as you said, it has to take some policy policy direction. Let us talk. We have, let's say, for another five minutes or so. Let us talk a little bit about the market i i noticed that you mentioned that um, you had no difficulty in securing a market in barbados um in 20 in 2016 i had a similar experience in martinique it took me about one week to establish a, a market that was huge and when i ask what do you want they say anything that you can give any amount of produce that you can give you know and it took about a week to negotiate that and and we have a government in place for 20 years who seems unable, or I would think unwilling, uh, to negotiate those markets uh, for us. What are some of the unique challenges you see uh, with regards to securing the market, the all-important market for the um, agricultural produce? Well, I, I think, again, it goes back to policies. A HACI program will help you, because if you have a HACI program in place, um, it's, it's also um, recognized internationally, FSSC, um, certifications. So you train people on how you do this, even like in Dominican restaurants and stuff. I mean, I, I laugh because they are about to even have a food safety team leader um, or a food safety security person. So you need to have people trained. You market your product as a nature aisle one. And I remember it was Gordon Henderson that said that in Dominica, we don't know how to use the market. We have read there over a million people sitting next to us, which is Martinique and Guadeloupe, and he's correct. No, Martinique has become a member of OECS. Why you make Martinique become a member of OECS if you have any benefit from getting to Martinique? In Martinique, 
you should be able to export quite a bit of a local product. I can confirm to you, um, Dr. Fountain, that a young boy growing up in the 90s, I remembered every Saturday, there was this boat coming into Dominica, um, and they used to come and collect um, pork from the Sufria Scott said um, Gallia Pond Michel area, and even in Grand Bay. Every Saturday, those guys would come up, and then the farms would get the pork caught, you know, the pig slaughtered, and, and just buy it pretty much wholesale. That is something people like there. And I don't know all the regularities that were that went to fit or stuff like that, but I know that used to happen. Um, as far as fruits and vegetables, you market your product as a natural eye. You market your product as certified, organic certified. You market your product only certified. You market your product as no pesticides or chemicals and stuff like that, antibiotic free. You surely have a market, not just in the Caribbean, but even in the US, like, like St. Thomas, um, USVI, St. Croix. And if you can get your, 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 your doorstep in, in the doorstep of these islands, you, it opened the world for you. And when, once people start realizing, you know, you're already, you're already certified and you have a certification and people are trained, I don't think the market is going to be a problem. But before we go to the market, we need to secure the market in Dominica. We need to look at tariffs, and that's to go back to policies. Because it makes no sense that we are growing all these tomatoes in Dominica, and yet we are importing carrots and other vegetables from the United States or other countries to come into Dominica. Tariffs have to be put in place to protect the farmer. So once you have that in place and you secure, you're able to be self-sufficient, you'll be able to get markets and many ways to look at it. You negotiate directly with grocery stores. You negotiate directly with hotels, with cruise ships. For example, the cruise coming into Dominica, we should be able to have a product that when people come in, if it's mango season, that we should be able to sell, you know, even if it's 100, 200, 500 pounds of mangoes um, um, to the cruise ship, where you can work with the Ministry of Tourism and say, Dominica Day, you know, like you can make a mango tango or mango drink in Dominica, hold them on the cruise ships are import. These mango concentrates can be ready and then you get it to them. That has to be a, a day in Dominica they could have it. This is a great example. And I'm speaking about it because I work on Royal Caribbean for a long time and I end up being a manager on, on shore. And one of the things that we did when we used to go to Cabo San Lucas was that, that we used to buy one of their fruit there and on that day when the ship get there, it's mandatory you buy it, and the drink of the day was that mango special. So we can secure the market, not just in in the Caribbean, but also let's look at the cruise ships. You know, uh, let's look at hotels um, in the region. We can secure the market once we have the certification, the training, and the people are willing to work. And I know this is going to take some serious commitment, but if you believe in something and you work towards it, you shouldn't have a problem to secure the market. That will be the last thing I have to worry about. Yes, indeed, and and it's not it's not rocket science. Um, it's certainly something that we we can do and we should do. Um, but I want to bring some more individuals in on the conversation. Um, so I really want to thank you, Miss um, Bellard, for taking time to go through the past several minutes some of the very practical areas which uh, we can focus on. You mentioned the poultry area. Um, you gave some very solid ideas as well in terms of some of the other crops and in terms of the marketing of those products. Um, all ideas, I believe, which we'll be able to, to put into practice, which will allow our agriculture sector to move and to grow, because that's what we need in this day and age in Dominica. We need an agriculture sector that is buoyant, an agriculture sector that, is, that will be the envy of the rest of the Caribbean. Oh, well, thank you very much, um, Dr. Fountain, for your time. This morning to your listeners, and um, I just want to tell the people of Dominica that if you believe in it, if you believe that 
in Dominica, we can do this. Why don't we all come together? Let's put the political hats aside. Let's put the political colors aside and see the big picture, which is Dominica first. And if you believe Dominica first, bring your heart, your mind and soul, and let's do it. I am willing, I'll, I'll make myself available to the government and any government that willing to look at these initiatives and take them and make them be successful. I am on board and I'm really hoping this, this um, piece of the budget of the livestock is forthcoming. And uh, I'm, I'm hoping that we'll be able to get the ball rolling on that and, and, and that we can see how we can create more employment for the people of Dominica and definitely food security for nationwide. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. This is very, very well said indeed. We are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll have more of your conversations, more of your inputs on this very important topic of discussion as we look at the agriculture sector here in the Nature Isle of Dominica. You're planning to get married and start a family. Have you made plans for finances? Sajikor can help you and your loved ones navigate the road ahead. Visit Sajikor.com to secure your future today. I have a secret. I'm going to tell you where you can get 10% discount on all prescriptions. Quick Care Pharmacy on Hillsborough Street at the Hillsborough Medical Center. At Quick Care Pharmacy, your health and well-being is our prerogative. We do more than just fill prescriptions. We take care of you like family. Our expert on-site pharmacist takes time to educate you about your medication. We have raised the standards of Pharmacare so our customers enjoy exceptional service from our professional staff in air-conditioned comfort. We offer blood sugar and blood pressure checks. Quick Care takes the hassle of commuting in these pandemic times with our low-cost delivery service from Point Michelle to Jimmit. We're open Monday to Friday from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. and Saturdays 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. Quick Care Pharmacy. Prescriptions and refills made easier and affordable for you. Call 440-8600 or WhatsApp 277-8944. It's back to school time with KFC. What will help you win a pass? Spend and win. And a bursary. Spend and win. And a scholarship. Spend and win. Spend $30 or more for one of three opportunities to win towards back to school supplies and expenses. Win a pass of $500 or a bursary of $750 or a scholarship of $1,500. Promotion runs from now to KFC's 16th anniversary on August 13th. In September 2017, our lives here in Dominica changed forever. Hurricane Maria took our homes, lives of our loved ones, and left us with billions of dollars in damages to repair. We at Flow were not immune to this destruction, but we made a promise then and there to rebuild with you in mind. We invested millions of dollars to bring you fiber internet. Not only is it six times faster, but we are offering this at no additional cost. We've all been through a lot for the last couple of years. So come on home to Flow and receive 50% off your mobile bill every month when you bundle and win big daily this summer with every transaction you make. Come home to flow, Dominica. 
Welcome back, welcome back. Dominique is in 17, going down past 9 o'clock, and we're discussing the all-important agriculture sector. We have another caller on the line. Good morning to you. Thanks for your patience. Caller, good, good morning. morning. Good morning, Dr. Fontaine. Yes, good a very good morning to you. Mr. Fontaine, I have a couple points to make quick. Yes, First, please go ahead. let me go, go ahead. to the category situation with the protest. Okay. Well, you are a doctor. I mean, no doubt. You are a doctor in economics. So, um, Mr. Fontaine, we don't have a big export from Dominica. We don't have a viable tourism industry. The only thing we have is a little infrastructure going on. The first aim of a government is to alleviate poverty. And wherever there is work, I think the government should look at the back of the people. Mr. Fontaine, that's two protests within one year with them same truckers. Mr. Fontaine, it is sad because I cannot understand how Dominicans can sit back and watch a government abuse them like that and take it husband, boyfriend, girlfriend, wives. Man, we are not doing our best for the future of our children. Mr. Fountain, look at the agriculture you're talking about. Right before the election, almost three years ago, they was given $24 million, he said, from the World Bank to develop Dominica agriculture. By now, so Dominica should have a serious agriculture in exporting. We should have markets everywhere where we can see the, 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 the dividend on the money that we spend. I believe it was wrong in the first place by the World Bank by giving Dominica money on the eve of our election. Mr. Fountain, how much more Dominicans have to take to see these guys not in their benefit? In America, they want the people that have the little more to pay a little more so that the people that don't there can get some benefit. In Dominica, we're watching a prime minister saying he can have pleasure yacht come in Dominica at duty free. Come on. I mean, when I think of that, Mr. Fountain, people may say I'm sleeping in politics. I love politics. But that's not about politics. It's about conscience. One of these days, all of us have to be part of this world. And I believe that's what God talking about when he say he have, you know, he will have mercy over us and not by our good work. It's how do we come out inside as a people. Mr. Fountain, just watch how things go in. It's all about spirit. And it's like Dominicans are blind to see this man just in his interest, in his friend's interest. A man walking away with a hundred and eight million dollars of Dominica money because he's selling passports and God knows how much he already take within that time for himself and his friends. How much more Dominicans can take not because you're living in a house you don't even have a title for for you to believe that house is yours, you're not in poverty. You are instead, a matter of fact, you are worse than the man on the street. Because when you believe you have it, you're going to end, if you, get a, if you don't get a title for it, eventually they can take it away from you, and that's the time you're going to start. How much time this man have to continue fooling Dominicans over and over, over and over again? God bless Dominica. Thank you. 
All right. Thank you. Thank you very much, Kola. And thank you for your input there. Of course, we are discussing um, the agriculture sector in Dominica. We're also keeping you updated on what's going on in the Castibrus area. We are told that the residents of the Castibrus um, communities there, they are the ones involved in the protests and in blocking of this road. It's not the truckers, but rather the, the constituents, the, the villagers speaking up, obviously, uh, long-suffering um, <laughs> villagers in Cassibrus having to deal with these impossible roads um, for the many, many months now running and um, making the case, making a very strong case. And we'll certainly be keep giving you an update later in the program. But we continue to encourage you to, um, uh, you know, feel free to make a call and, and to let us know what's going on. We want to hear from you about your particular situation. Well, let's do this. Let's take a, a quick break and we'll be right back with the rest of your calls. Your brakes are calling. They have heard the news that driver auto supplies have just received a new shipment of brake pads for your SUVs, pickup trucks, trucks, cars and minibuses driver order supplies located at Forkale at the tire shop next to the bread depot call 448-6637 or 277-0503 Hurry and get the brakes that you need. Competitive prices in this tough economic times also available. Motorcycle and MBD and MasterCard invite you to spend four amazing days in New York. How do you win? For every 500 Eastern Caribbean dollars you spend paying with your personal NBD MasterCard credit card, you win an entry for the prize draw. And for every 250 Eastern Caribbean dollars at pharmacies, supermarkets, and gas stations, you get an additional entry. Isn't that great? You don't have your NBD MasterCard yet? Apply online at nbdominica.com slash credit hyphen cards. Hurry! Offer ends September 20, 2022. Terms and conditions apply. 23 past you of 9 o'clock. Good morning to you on the telephone. This is Good a morning, set. Dr. Thompson. And thank you for the, your leadership. Thank you for the work you do for Dominica. This topic you discussed today is just well, you know, it's part of my life. Of your DNA, it's for sure. <laughs> yes, indeed, indeed. Former agriculture yeah. minister here in Dominica. And and it, it saddened me to be thinking about um, a, a livestock industry at this time because there was a major investment, major plans for modernizing our, our livestock industry. I don't talk about livestock. There was a feed mixing plant that was being constructed in Jimit when the government came in office, and they dismantled it to put their patrocarib, and they maybe just throw it away or hide it away. But all the equipments were there, and all the work was done to be able to supplement um, ingredients, importing ingredients with our local um, coconut from DCP and um, other crops that could be used in mixing, mixing. But that is gone, and it can return, but that's 20, 20 odd years gone. We build a, a, a pig breeding unit, a modern pig breeding unit in the heights of Salisbury that was supposed to be the stimulus, stimulate the livestock, the pig in, the pork industry. And um, that too was um, given out to a private individual, I think, and never um, acquired goals. 
there was investment for a new livestock unit in the heights of um, Mont Prosper. That too, the funding was there, the money was there for that, and that too was just disappeared. So that's for livestock. But, Dr. Fountain, we cannot build an agricultural industry unless we have the proper regulations, which is the laws, the proper institutions that will support agricultural development. You can't just go out and give, put money out and say you have agriculture. You need organization. In the past, we had the, the DBMC, that was the, the institution, legal authority, to support production and ensure marketing. That was dismantled. And unless we get an institution with legal responsibility to go out there and organize farmers, organize the production and, and, and the marketing, then we just throw in money away. You must go to Parliament first, pass the proper laws to establish an agricultural institution that will organize the farmers, organize production, and seek market for our agriculture to take off. Commercial agriculture. What we're doing now is backyard gardening, subsystem farming, just for survival. Thank you and good morning. Uh, and thank you. Thank you very much, you know, for this. Um, uh, you know, the former Minister of Agriculture, in fact, under his tutelage, on, under his leadership in the agriculture sector, agriculture was truly booming. Uh, if, if you're still with us on the line, I just want to get your ideas, though, or your view on where we are with agriculture and can we make this comeback that we are talking about from your own involvement with agriculture? And what you see, what you know can be done in Dominica. Um, do you see, okay, we've, we've lost them already. But, but certainly, um, this uh, particular agriculture minister, Mr. Peter Carbon, did a great deal for Dominica's agriculture. And he's still very much involved in agriculture, still very much um, interested and, and knows what to do as far as the agriculture sector is concerned. Uh, good morning to you on the line. Hi, hi, morning, morning. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing fine. Wonderful. You know, a good man down and it's so sad to hear what is going on in our country and to see what is going on in our country. The deterioration of a lot of things that should be right up there, they below zero. Yes, indeed. In the Cassie Bruce area, you have to visit there for yourself. Have you ever visited the Cassie Bruce area from Emerald Pool going Oh, on? yes. Oh, yes. Yes. And yes, I was. the deterioration mm -hmm. of the place? Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. Unbelievable. People, we went there a couple months ago to see it for ourselves. The people, some of the people complained to us that they don't mind the road is being done, but do it in portions. Not the way they are doing it from from where they started to where they are right now. They shouldn't have done it so because that's a road people using all the time. And when rainfall, it is, oh my God, it's like a death trap sometimes looking at it. And if a set of vehicles coming down and you're going up, you have to wait for a long time. Yes, in fact, when I was, when I was there in May and I, and I went there, I saw, I saw a vehicle overturned yes. uh, right there on the road. You know, there was a major accident there. You have to wait and a life in holding I mean your hands so to look see what's going on there. The the point the concrete you have to wait till the truck the concrete truck do what you're doing with all the concrete. And the people have to go their home or they have to go to tongue to do their work. I mean it, it it is bad. So the people decide to stand up. I think we should all of us should be standing with them. 
I protest with them, Papa God. That is how we have to start. We have to start somewhere. And I applaud them for doing, taking a stand this morning. And I am so sorry to know that up now they haven't get Mr. Vidal. Vidal, yeah. My goodness. That's Let so us sad. hope and yes. pray that maybe the boat, maybe the boat are drift away. They haven't scared the boat either. No, they've not found anything. That, 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 that looking like a situation like Mr. Alan Carbon. I hope it's not a situation like Alan Carbon because up to a day like today, a lot of people in that area cannot believe that Mr. Carbon drunk. No. There were elderly man in that area there, and he refused to take anything from some people up there because for him, he cannot believe Mr. Carbon died by drowning. And I did not believe that, and my hope is not the same situation that happened to Mr. Thingy, Mr. Vital. Let us keep our fingers crossed that it may be the boat may be drift away and maybe end up in Marigalan or Matnik. I hope that can be something that something so that happen. Lord help us, please. Bye bye. Okay, bye, and thank you very much. And let's continue to hope for the very best there for uh, Mr. Vital. Let's go back to the telephones. Good morning to you. Good morning to you. Go ahead, please. Yes, Thompson, me again. Um, just listening to the conversation you're having on agriculture, and I'm thinking that we we should not have um, these discussions in isolation anymore, you know, because these things do not exist in a vacuum. So when we talk about agriculture, we have to talk about waste management. We have to talk about energy generation. So when we talk about stakeholders in agriculture, we're not only talking about the farmers and the immediate um, people involved in agricultural activity. You have waste management. You have all of this agricultural waste, the, the fig and the planting bodies, the, the livestock waste that, that you're talking about. But we see no movement towards renewables in our, our waste disposal, in our landfill. So we should have compostable fertilizers or materials coming from the landfill while we have that synergy between these two these two pillars of, of our our you know our economy. So you have the the waste generated from agriculture contributing towards our energy generation. So I, I just trying to broaden the, the perspective of, of what we're talking about when we talk about agriculture. Because the, the more people who, who have a stake or who are involved will, will, will better determine the, the success of what we aspire to do. So everybody needs to understand where they can be involved and get involved. Yes, indeed. Very well said. And, and thank you so much for saying it here on the big station and on the hot seat. Good morning to you. Good morning on the telephone. Yes, you can go ahead, please. Okay, caller, um, it's not easy to hear what you're saying, so we're just going to ask if you can probably call back. That would that would probably clear the line. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, uh, so let's do this. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with a lot more uh, from you, the listener. 
extended to customers with its new additional location at best price. Two convenient locations on the Dame Eugenia Charles Boulevard and at best price Riverbank. Fresh Market Pharmacy provides over-the-counter medication, health and personal care, prescription drugs and natural supplements. Our experienced pharmacists and technicians provide the best quality services. Contact 225-6883-255-6875. WhatsApp 316-0310. Fresh Market Pharmacy. Your prescription bill just got lowered. More. More. With Digicel, you always get more. More savings on data, talk, entertainment, and even smartphones. More speed and reliability on our super-fast fiber network. More LTE coverage all across Dominica. More value for your money and more rewards too. With Digicel, you get more of all the things you love and more. Dominica. Digicel has been giving you more for 16 years and we will continue to deliver on that promise because you keep us going. More is Digicel. Digicel and Dominica. Better together. Your home and business is in a mess. You need a cleaning agent that not confess. This is clean, disinfects, deodorize, you sanitize. Long-lasting fragrance refreshes your And possibly in the polyester and stainless steel. You need a cleaning agent that keeps it real and that facts. Clean with the best. Not forgetting your clothes, sheets, and all fabrics. Tender fabrics softener has the extreme power. Distributed by Fine Foods and sold island-wide. So the people are speaking out and want to hear what's going on, so... This is what's going on here in Casa Bruce, our road, and the condition of the road and the length of time. See, there's your workers there, persons going to church, going to work. Hello. Yes, these are the workers reporting to work, Casa Bruce. Workers. And so there it is. Cast Bruce on the lockdown. Yeah. Yes. Hey, I'm 
Yes, uh, you've been listening there to some discussions taking place in the Cassie Bruce area as the villagers have decided that enough is enough. They've suffered long enough and they are protesting the state or the conditions of the road. They're also, I, I believe, protesting about the fact that no Dominicans appear to be hired on this particular project, a project that's been paid for by the people of Dominica. Um, so quite an interesting situation there in the Castle Bruce area. We'll continue to keep you up to date on this, but let's go back to the telephones at 23 before the hour of 10 o'clock. Good morning to you. Yeah, good morning, Mr. Fountain, again. It's me. I just heard you in conversation with, I think, Blue Blue One was uh, making a statement about someone is missing. Is Which Vidal is that? Uh, that is uh, Mr. Euron Vidal, one of the Q family from uh, Collio. Well, I just I just hope everything is all right, and it's... Um, in the, the, like you said, uh, she said it drifted, drifted out, you know, because... Um, we got to really take pay attention to a lot of things that happen happening to so much certain individual because remember a statement said one by someone let's get rid of Lennox Linton so is, is they do they know of a way of getting rid of people and blaming it on boats drifted so just let's let's pray that it's an incident that happened where the boat maybe drifted away let's pray um pray that he um returns safely to his family thank you i'm listening all right thank you very much we really hope and pray uh, for safe return of mr fita good morning to you good morning mr fountain how are you i'm doing well doing well good day um mr fountain this this under this government from day one they never had any idea from day one they had all square pegs in wrong hole um and even up to this time, you can see all the people they have in, 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 in ministry position um, just just don't know what they're doing. The country has gone backwards from that time, um, from the time, you know, they took over. I mean, one of the first things they said early in, the, in, the, in their term was agriculture has been. I mean, agriculture is the backbone of Dominica. As a matter of fact, in most countries, it's most developing countries, they never let agriculture die. The government always propped that up. And this government... First thing they said was agriculture is has been. No matter what idea we we come up with, or or the, the panel on between you and I, and 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 global view on Q, and all the ideas are brilliant ideas. They will never adopt it. One, they cannot implement it, or maybe they don't even understand it, or maybe they don't even want to do it. The the first thing we have to do for Dominica to move forward is to get this government, this regime, out of government. They've been there too long. They've been bankrupt of ideas. And no matter what idea we come up with, they're not going to adopt it. The first thing all the committees and the panels should speak about is how to get rid of this government. Until then, nothing is going to happen. Thank you, Mr. Fountain, for your good work. All right. Thank you very much, Carla. Let's go back to the telephones. Good morning to you. Good morning, Dr. Thompson Fontaine. How yes, are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. And how are you? I'm doing fine. Thank you. All right. Good morning. Good morning, Dominicans, friends of Dominicans, patriots all. <clears throat> you know, Dr. Fontaine, I'm very happy to hear 
that agriculture is no longer a has-been industry and that it has been moved from the back burner to the front burner. I don't know what happened to the back burner, but it is interesting at the time at which it comes. I, I wonder, is there an election nearby or something? Because all of a sudden, the, the, the Prime Minister has gotten a promise of some money for agriculture. Well, it's not the first time that he got money for agriculture and he used it as he likes for what he wants to do or give to his favorite. Because we remember under the, um, which one of the banks, I don't know if it was the World Bank or the IMF that gave money for agriculture. And persons who got most of the money were persons who the closest they got to the dirt was walking on it, or maybe they had some little flower pot somewhere on their veranda or maybe backyard, but they get $10,000 as farmers, while real farmers who all their lives were engaged in farming from leaving school only got $3,000. So it is good that agriculture is no longer has been industry. Some time ago, I suggested that it required at least $300 million to start the, to resuscitate the agricultural sector because of what needed to be done at the time. First of all, because of the Black Sikatoga at the time, my suggestion was we'd have to burn all the productive land and reimburse the farmers some kind of stipend for about a year before the, the crops would start coming in. But then the Honorable Rothweiler, which he calls himself, I didn't call him that, that was his name, claimed that I was talking nonsense. And where were they supposed to get $300 million from? But that was a small sum compared to what was needed to be done. Agriculture is the base. It should be the foundation of our economic development. In fact, I wrote a paper in 1978 with the help of the former Prime Minister, the Honorable Edison James, who is an accomplished agriculturist in his own right, and also the late Mr. Elkin Henry. And that paper was saying that agriculture had to be the base for economic development in Dominica, and rightfully so. And then I heard people talking about Dominica is a monocrop economy. Now, I don't know what school they went to, or where they got that from, or where they lived. But I know Dominica has always produced bananas, cocoa, coffee, citrus, bay leaf. In fact, Dominica was the largest lime-producing country in the world. All that disappeared under the Scarit family party 
formerly known as the Dominica Labour Party. All of it disappeared. To exacerbate the situation, Kerry decided, if not passport selling, what? Now, this is the same man who is coming to tell you now he's going back to agriculture. All those things were in place. As the former agriculture minister said, those things were in place. Feed production, agricultural diversification and expansion. I remember farmers had contracts to produce pepper and ginger. That is the state of agri agriculture was at this time, at that time. And this excuse for a government destroyed the base of our economy. It's like yes, indeed. breaking Kola, down the foundation uh, of your house. Yes, Kola, Kola, thank you. We have to take a pause now for one of our sponsors. Um, so thank you. Thank you very much. We'll continue the conversation in the next 20 or so minutes. But we have to take a pause right now. It's quarter going up before the hour of 10 o'clock. And this is the hot set. Quality products, exceptional service, great prices, D&D &D has got you covered. We stock water heaters, laundry tubs, plumbing and electrical products. Not forgetting our smart devices. Don't forget D&D &D Plumbing and Electrical Inc. for all of your plumbing and electrical services. Our doors are open from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday to Friday and 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Saturdays. Call us at 449-0542-285-9643 or 616-7505. Email us at ddhardwaresupplies at gmail.com. D&D. &D. A reliable and efficient service with quality cost less. And of course, a pleasant good morning, all the listeners of Q95 FM Radio. My name is DJ Slim, and right now we are here with Karen from D&D &D Hardware Supplies. And she's going to tell us all about what's going on at D&D &D Hardware this morning. Karen, how are you? I am fine, thank you. It's good to be here once again to tell all of our listeners out there in Radio Land what's happening with D&D &D Hardware Supplies. And... Um, I know Mr. Match is not here this morning, so I'm hoping mm -hmm. that he is a okay. Yes, but he'll be back soon. Okay, then. By God's grace. All right. So it's good to do. And it's always good to be here on cue to tell everyone about what's happening at D&D. &D. At the beginning of this month, we launched our um essay competition and so we'll be talking about that a little later on but i'm pleased to say this morning that throughout this week we will be operating under the theme smart living and this has to do a lot with our smart devices which we launched earlier this year um 
we're having a 10% discount on all smart devices. So it's the time to come on down to D&D Hardware on our outlet at number two Federation Drive to come and see what D&D has to offer in terms of staying connected um, and smart living as this week is dubbed Smart Living Week. So we have a wider range of products in terms of our smart products. We have switches, we have plugs, we have the LED strips, we have the switches and sensors, speakers, and also cameras. So we have quite a range of these products. And um, as you know, this is the way of the future. Well, I should not say the future, but now everyone is getting, you know, these smart products in. And um, it's very affordable. It's also timely. It's one of the devices that you can't do without. So we have the plugs. So you can put on your washing machine, for example, and you can plug that in. And from anywhere in Roseau, you can actually turn on your machine. And by the time you get home, there's fresh laundry done. And you just go to your line and open up your clothing. We also have the cameras, and it works quite the same. So from any location, whether you are overseas or you are here in Dominica and you are out of your home and you want to see, for example, it's summer and the children are home and you want to see what they're doing, you can actually catch up on that by just downloading the app onto your phone and taking a look and see what the children are doing. So I hope the children are listening too. So they know if their parents come to D&D to buy one of those smart cameras, they're in trouble. And we also have a wide array of switches. We have the one gang, the two gang, the three gang switches, electrical switches. So these are also smart devices. And when you come on down, before you do your purchase, we have our technicians which will, who will go in detail and really educate you on how these products work so they will tell you how to download the app um, and we can give you a small demonstration indoor this week as to how of how all of these products work so we encourage you to come down to our location on number two federation drive during the course of this week remember we're open from 9 a.m to 5 p.m monday to friday and 8 a.m to 2 p.m on saturdays Okay, we also want to let you know that we are continuing receiving our essays and our the focus of our essay, or I should say the topic is the benefits and risks of smart home technology. Let me repeat that again, the benefits and risks of smart home technology. And this essay is to be no less than 1,500 words and should be submitted on or before the 25th of this month. So that's the deadline, the 25th of August. So you have enough time if you're a high school student or your college student and um, you're interested in submitting an essay no more, no less, sorry, than 1,500 words. You can feel free to drop that off at our offices on number two, Federation Drive, or you can send it via email to ddhadawaysupplies at gmail.com. So let's keep those essays coming in. We have 
a high school English teacher, which we have selected, and she is going to read through those essays and come up with the winner. And so there's a great prize to be won. So we look forward to receiving those essays, whether it's via email or, as I said, you can drop them off at our offices on number two Federation Drive Goodwill. All right, so let's just take a quick commercial break so you could catch your breath, and then we are coming right back. Don't go anywhere. Keep it locked to the big station, Q95. We're coming right back after this. Looking for quality products, exceptional service, great prices? D&D has got you covered. We stock water heaters, laundry tubs, plumbing, and electrical products. Not forgetting our smart devices. Don't forget D&D Plumbing and Electrical Inc. for all of your plumbing and electrical services. Our doors are open from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday to Friday and 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Saturdays. Call us at 449-0542-285-9643 or 616-7505. Email us at ddhardware-supplies at gmail.com. D&D. A reliable and efficient service with quality cost less. Looking for quality products, exceptional service, great prices? D&D has got you covered. We stock water heaters, laundry tubs, plumbing and electrical products. Not forgetting our smart devices. Don't forget D&D Plumbing and Electrical Inc. for all of your plumbing and electrical services. Our doors are open from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday to Friday and 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Saturdays. Call us at 449-0542-285-9643 or 616-7505. Email us at ddhardware-supplies at gmail.com. D&D. A reliable and efficient service with quality cost less. And of course, welcome back, welcome back. Good morning once again. All the listeners of Q95 FM Radio, Karen is here telling us all about uh, D&D Hardware Supplies. Of course, uh, Karen, the floor is yours. All right, take the lead and I'll follow. Sure, we're back. And just to give you an idea as to the price range, we have our plugs starting at $40.95 and we have our light holders which um, these are for the incandescent bulbs so you can just plug in the holders and they actually make that a smart device and the bulbs the holders are sorry $54.95 and we also have the LED strips which are $161.95 so these are just some of the prices that um, are associated with the products and so you need to just come on down to D&D to actually see the products yourself and to get to interact with our technicians get to be a little bit more knowledgeable about the products and also the services that we offer you do not want to take away from our plumbing department remember we are a multifaceted company and we also um, provide plumbing services so if you're into construction and you're building a new home um, or you're a homeowner um, with an existing home and you're doing repairs remember to call on D&D hardware for all of your repairs and maintenance work where it relates as it relates to plumbing and also electrical remember we also have D&D hardware which is our retail outlet on number two federation drive goodwill where we stock a wide array of 
plumbing and electrical products so if you're looking for laundry tubs faucets your ice maker kits your laundry boxes just name it or your hard to find items as well don't forget dnd is the place to be for your compression fittings your copper fittings your galvanized fittings we stock those as well so don't forget we are located as i said on number two federation drive and if you're wondering where that is located Please remember that we're located just opposite the Waffle House, right next to the dojo, above Najiko, and we're in the intersection of Scotland Lane, next to Sam's Garage, intersection of Scotland Lane and Federation Drive. Our opening hours, as I mentioned earlier, are from 8 a.m. to 9 to 5 p.m. Sorry, and on Saturdays, 8 a.m. to 2. 2 p.m. Before I leave, I just want to say a warm good morning to our co-worker, fellow co-worker, Mr. Naya Mason, who lost his mom over the weekend. And we want to tell you that we're thinking of you. You're in our thoughts and you're in our prayers and we love you. So see you next time. All right, Karen, thank you so much for stopping by. Of course, representing a D&D hardware store. Of course, uh, listeners, be sure to check them out, all right? Until next time, Karen, take care, all right? Thank you. All the best. Looking for quality products, exceptional service, great prices? D&D has got you covered. We stock water heaters, laundry tubs, plumbing, and electrical products. Not forgetting our smart devices. Don't forget D&D Plumbing and Electrical Inc. for all of your plumbing and electrical services. Our doors are open from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday to Friday and 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Saturdays. Call us at 449-0542-285-9643 or 616-7505. Email us at ddhardwaresupplies at gmail.com. D&D. A reliable and efficient service with quality cost less. Looking for quality products, exceptional service, great prices? D&D has got you covered. We stock water heaters, laundry tubs, plumbing and electrical products. Not forgetting our smart devices. Don't forget D&D Plumbing and Electrical Inc. for all of your plumbing and electrical services. Our doors are open from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday to Friday and 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Saturdays. Call us at 449-0542-285-9643 or 616-7505. Email us at ddhardwaresupplies at gmail.com. D&D. A reliable and efficient service with quality cost less. Kids, it's back to school time with KFC. What will help you win a pass? Spend and win. And a bursary. Spend and win. And a scholarship. Spend and win. Spend $30 or more for one of three opportunities to win towards back to school supplies and expenses. Win a pass of $500 or a bursary of $750 or a scholarship of $1,500. Promotion runs from now to KFC's 16th anniversary on August 13th. Spend and win.
The Big Station presents Kudos to Our Heroes for their valuable transformational life support and assistance to their fellow men and women, for their insightful and deep-seated meaningful contributions of great substance to uplifting children, people, family life, our society, and our economy, for instilling positive mental attitudes that elevate the level and content of the social and economic dialogue, for being phenomenal men and women. Kudos to Our Heroes will recognize on Q95, pay tribute to, and present awards for outstanding work by deserving Dominican heroes at home and abroad. Ordinary people demonstrating that each one of us can do extraordinary things. Q95 listeners at home and worldwide. Have your say. Submit your recommendations to us at Q95FMRadio at gmail.com of deserving Dominican heroes whose works have clearly shown that they have done yeoman service and allowed their humanity to shine in order to elevate and enhance the life of their fellow men and women. Q95 is happy Happy to recognize and honor the life and works of phenomenal Dominican heroes at home and abroad. Thank you, our Dominican heroes, from the Q family at home and abroad. Only on Q95, the big station. Go to the Kudos to Our Heroes banner on the homepage of our website at www.q95da.com. Read the criteria and points structure for qualification and selection. National retirement age and above gives 10 points. Exemplary performance, 25 points. Pioneer in a field, career, work or occupation, 15 points. Impactful leadership of excellence, 20 points and committed to national development in Dominica, 30 points. Submit your recommendation of the names of Dominican heroes at home and abroad, supported by the detailed reasons for that recommendation. To Q95, kudos to our Heroes Recognition and Appreciation Committee. On or before the deadline date, via email to q95fmradio at gmail.com. You can call 767-448-5822 or 305-906-4216 or 954-284-4639. Thanks so much for your submissions and recommendations. It's three minutes going on past you, 10 o'clock on this beautiful Monday morning, the 15th day in the month of August 2022. We've been talking about the, the disappearance um, of um, uh, Mr. Euron Vidal and, and uh, just this past couple of days, um, uh, Simon did an, an interview with one of his one of his um, children, and um, I think I'll just play you a bit of this, of this insert there. Uh. Um, we're here for another very good reason. Uh, we received word, my family um, received word last evening that Mr. Huron Vidal out there in Dominica is currently missing. So the last we heard, um, he was seen yesterday morning and today yes. we are joined by his daughter, uh, Shima Vidal, and this kind of hits very close to home for us. 
because one of his daughters, Brianna Vidal, is actually my cousin. So, you know, we are all extended family in Dominica. We are all, you know, related some way, somehow. Dominica is a very small country. So today yeah. we have Miss Shema Vidal with us today to just kind of tell us what um, she knows, what the family knows, and we really need your help because you may think that you don't know anything you personally have not seen him but by simply sharing the video sharing the message that he's missing somebody out there could have seen something somebody out there may know something and they will be able to reach out to the family and help with the search for mr uran vidal so we need to bring him home we need to bring him back to his family and we need to have this resolved quickly because I think for many of us, you know, the greatest um, misfortune we can experience in our family is simply not knowing where a family member is, not yeah. knowing if they're in danger, not knowing if they're safe, not knowing their condition. So we're really happy to have Shoma with us this evening and we encourage everyone to share the live, get this message out there because time is not on our side. So Shoma, kind of introduce yourself and just kind of tell us when was the last time, when was the last place um, Mr. Mm -hmm. Vidal was seen. Okay, all right. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Um, as I said, my name is Shema Vidal and um, my dad, Euron Vidal, went missing yesterday. Um, actually, he went to do um, some fishing because it's something that he does, you know, on a regular basis. Um, he's from the village of Biosh, and he took one of his small boats with an engine um, to go and do some fishing yesterday. Um, from my siblings, they told me that um, one of my brothers actually um, pushed him out um, at, um, at sea, and um, some young boys that were bathing in the sea also said that um, they saw him take a southerly direction. Um, the, the engine that he had on the boat, apparently it's a new engine, but it's a, not new, it was newly, newly bought, but it's a used engine, and it may have been giving him some problems. Um, but since that morning that he went out, um, we haven't seen him, we haven't heard from him, um we alerted um the officials we alerted the coast guard of dominica um, and they were out yesterday i'm um, trying to locate him um we had nothing um, we didn't get any positive feedback um last night um we came down again at the village um we sent some local local fishermen out we had about three four boats go out um that's in addition to the coast guard um, the Dominica Coast Guard also contacted the French Coast Guard and they also sent their boats and uh, a plane as well. They told us that they sent a, a plane and um, I believe that they're still in the process of trying to locate him. We haven't had any word yet, not a, a sign of the boat, a sign of his clothes. Um, but I understand that he left yesterday with um, a blue top, a blue um, top and a brown shorts. Um, with a khaki with a khaki hat um he's accustomed to the sea he's a he loves he loves fishing as a matter of fact he used to he used to be in coast guard in bermuda right right where he um, worked for a very long time as a police officer so i mean the sea is no stranger to him 
but you know he's of age i mean he's around 73 and um he has some health issues i mean it's not chronic but i mean at that age you know you have um high blood pressure and all these things so you know we are concerned about all that as well um so we are hoping that you know anybody that is out there on the sea between um dominica martinique um anywhere actually if they can look for him um you can call us you can call us on um, my number 615-1008 you can call 277-9066 you can call 225-5599 you can call 275-5177 all area code 767 so please we're asking if anybody can anybody has any information any fisherman out there any ferry that's going out you know we really want to find out that honestly yes, you know, yes. and it's yeah, I, I yes, indeed. Our thanks there to um, Dr. Matthew talking there to Shuma Vidal, who is the daughter of Mr. Euron Vidal. Still uh, no sight of him since Thursday. We would like to encourage you to continue to offer prayers on his behalf and that of his family. We hope that he will be found sooner rather than later, but still out there in the search uh, for Sir Uren Vidal, very accomplished fisherman. Um, he's been doing that for many, many years. It's not clear what exactly happened this time, but so far he's not been found. And he's, a, as I said, a, quite a, an important member of the Q family. So we hope and pray for his safe return, hoping that he will, in fact, um, be back as soon as possible. All right, we continue to take your calls here um, on the big station. And as we, as we continue on the hot seat here for today, uh, Monday, the brand new start to a brand new week. Good morning to you. Hello, good morning. All right, let's do this again. Good morning to you. I say praises, thanks, blessings, and glory to all those who have sacrificed their personal safety and security, trying to elevate mankind to humanity. Dr. Thompson Fountain, blessings to your family, sir. Yes, and indeed, blessings, um, and good morning again to you. It's good to have you. Yes, sir, thanks. Um, I want to empathize with you, my brethren. I want to empathize with Lennox Linton, the Honorable Lennox Linton, Honorable Tom, um, Danny Lugie, and all the people that are under the gun of these persecutors that are persecuting um, people who take a stand against the onslaught, the plundering and the pillaging and the raping and robbing of the people, this land and its resources, Dr. Fountain. Are you there with me, sir? Yes, indeed, I am. Mm -hmm. Dr. Fountain, it's, it's concerning. It's very concerning because, um, let me just um, pray that uh, Mr. Vidal will be found or some closure to the whole matter as well. So I empathize with the family as well and pray that, you know, there, there, there is some closure. It's not some good news as well. Dr. Fountain, when I look at everything that is happening in Dominica, you have what passes for government. I watch them as, as a kleptocracy. It's a government of thieves. 
and they will stop at nothing, and they're really robbing the country blind. But the constant terrorization and the, the, the threatening of anybody that show a semblance, not even somebody that is all out there, because the doctors are under the gun. Doctors cannot. Doctors are not even supposed to exercise their private practices anymore. Did you hear that, Dr. Fountain? Yes, I, I heard there were some things in some new contracts that were being signed that, that yes. are very limiting, yeah. Some memorandum of understanding where if you're working for government at the hospital, you should not be engaged in your private practice. That is the deconstruction for them to come with the reconstruction is like the phoenix, the Greek mythology, the big beautiful bird that was burned down to the ground and rise up from the ashes, bigger and with more beautiful feathers. But it's a metaphor. Guess what? So that 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 new bird, so to speak, or the the reconstruction is more destructive than the deconstruct what was deconstructed so to speak so i am seeing where a constant oh disappear lennox linton why did linton just disappear in by austria roosevelt scarrett go to hell is not your dumb business no law no constitution now lately i am listening to scarrett coming and talk about anybody that is against the progress and whatever of Dominicans, um, they will be dealt with swiftly and what other word he used again? Swiftly and directly. And they fall in short here. Yeah? They're not saying all what they want to say. Melissa Popenskari, the wife of the Prime Minister, said that they have Navy SEALs and snipers. And I am seeing the people of Dominica, whether in the private sector or the public sector, they are living in fear because they have been terrorized with tech gas at Salisbury, people sleeping in their beds. And scare it and them get the regional security service and come and tear gas at sleeping people. Every little move in a picketing a, a pro protest, a match, police and military fatigue and battlefield weaponry. Things for, for the, the battlefield, for war, terrorizing the people. And I am watching Dominicans. Dr. Fountain, a lot of people that are indecisive or inactive. I do not want to call them coward or greedy or ignorant because that level of violence have never been brought upon Dominicans by no other administration more than these criminals that passes for government. I mean, look at, bring two Englishmen from England to try to set up Mr. Linton with a briefcase. All right? I'm um, 2017, charging the parliamentary opposition for trying to overthrow the government with a truck and a song system. And what more they have not done? These are just a few things. And Dr. Fountain, I want not for anybody to be a coward, but be cautious. Self-preservation is healthy. But 
we have to push at that with everything we have as a people. Let me commend the people from Castle Rose. More of that needs to be done because these guys are uh, deliberately and systematically impoverishing the people by not employing them, by not engaging them, by not even info informing them, bringing foreign workers, bringing Chinese and everything. And the people are just sitting there because Dominicans are not the type to really be that violent. But what I like, Dr. Fontaine, in closing, is the young people. The fearlessness in the young people. And scare it. You say, no law, no constitution. But there are many more things. There are. There are. And you, with all your security detail and all your things, my brethren, the wickedness you do into the people, you will meet your judgment, my brother. And if you think you can just come and threaten Dr. Fountain, threaten Mr. Linton, Danny Luge, and everybody that stand up against your evils, my brethren, whatever a man sow, so shall he reap. And it is immutable, unchangeable in nature. It is embedded. You cannot sow corn and reap beans. Scarlet, you will meet your judgment, you know. I hope it's sooner rather than later. Have a blessed day, sir. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much, Carla. Seventeen going down past you of 10 o'clock. We continue to take your calls here on the hot set. I am Ras Bobby, the Caribbean herbalist, and I have come to talk to you about waking up and live. So Wake Up and Live is a program that I shall be hosting every third Wednesday of every month on the big station Q95, and on that program I shall be connecting with numberless herbalists, nutritionists, chefs whereby we shall be talking about the use of natural herbs the art of, of natural healing in general breathing exercises certain um, natural remedies that we can use considering that your food is your medicine and your medicine is your food so we beseech you brothers and sisters out there to wake up and live and to connect with Q95 to reason about the natural way of life, whereby we shall be speaking to you about the numberless herbs that we have on this beautiful nature island. Shall be sharing information about the foods that we have in this beautiful nature island. And generally sharing information about the beautiful natural way of healing. So prevention is better than cure. And remember, of course, that your food is your medicine, your medicine is your food. And so here we come with beautiful information from all the naturopathic healers and nature lovers in this land. So I say one love to you. Stay blessed. Looking forward to connecting with you so that you could wake up and live. Yes, I. Tune in to Wake Up and Live with Ras Bobby Olivat. Yes, good morning to you on the telephone. Good morning, Thompson Fountain. Yes, sir. Good morning. How are you? This is Ati Martin. Hi, Ati. How are you doing? 
Okay, fine. All right, fine. wonderful. Um, fine, but not fine. Um, I'm in good health, but um, I don't think spiritually or, or emotionally it's a good time. Um, Dominica is in a, at a stage, and the people in Casabras have once again taken a, a lead in pointing this out. Sometimes the greatest danger to us is a creeping one. It's a silent one. It's like pollution, air pollution. You don't see it often, but it's there. Or some other kind of viral infection. You don't see it, but it's there. What is going on in the Casabrus Valley, which begins all the way up in Poncassi, in the Montreux-Piton National Park, which is a World Heritage Site, is, is dreadfully disastrous. And it is as a direct result of careless and uncaring governance in Dominica. Here's what I mean. Any project like that requires, among other things, a thorough environmental and social impact assessment study. Where is the EIA for that work that Gada Khan is doing from Pocahontas all the way down to Casabrus? Where is it? Has it been presented to the public? Has it been discussed? I heard people and, and in the demonstration saying nobody ever came to them, told them anything. So that's one. Number two, it's a World Bank financed project, which means that there's a project management unit somewhere in the ministry. There's a group of technical people who have local responsibility for making sure that all the guidelines for World Bank finance projects are in place and are adhered to. Who are these people? Where are these people? What are they doing? I know we had direct face-to-face -face connection with some of them when we went to the river on the flat in Casabrus and found heavy-duty equipment mining that river at that point. We managed to stop it. But they are also mining two places that are even more dangerous. Number one, Garakan is allowed now a free hand with the Tarish pit at Poncassi, which he has extended and expanded significantly. And one report to us tells us that it is so widely expanded that it may have already in, encroached on the buffer zone of the World Heritage Site. That has never happened to that Tarish pit in the 40 or 50 years of use and management by the Public Works Department. Number two, the runoff from that expanded and extended exposure of soil and land impacts the, the Emerald Pool, a major tourism attraction, and the impact on the pool would have been picked up in a thoroughly done EIA to say, hey guys, you're going to be careful because there are other sectors that are going to be impacted by this construction project, etc. Water supply to the Casabras River, soil runoff from that, from that hillside, which is in one of the highest rainfall areas of Dominica. And so, you know, I point these out as things that, if you will, the, the general public does not know about or care about, maybe, but these are the vital safeguards 
But a government that says it cares about the country and the people would ensure that these things are done and are in place. I am sure, to the extent that the information I have available to me tells me that there is no such safeguard in place, which means that there are engineers, administrators, and others who have to be held personally and professionally responsible, in addition to the policymakers in the relevant ministry being held responsible. How come the Ministry of Tourism, that is so ready to broadcast pretty pictures of Dominica to the world, how come they have not stood up and told us, hey, there's a problem, you're, you're threatening one of our most beautiful sites, the Emerald Pool? Where is the Dominica Hotel and Tourism Association? Where is the Taxi Association? Where is the Tour Guides Association? All of these are people who earn a living from a beautiful nature, but they're standing by silently and allowing bus drivers and women and workers from Casa Bruce to make noise on their behalf. Something is wrong with that picture, Thompson. Yes, and indeed. It, and, and so... And so the question I would raise for you and for your audience is, let us, let us look beyond what we can see. What we can see in front of our face is not all there is. The destruction of that river in Casabruce is just one of the outcomes in a, in a world, if you're following global events, in a world where water is short, in a world where food is short because there's a shortage of water, you cannot grow food without water. So here we are in a water island. Instead of protecting and preserving even more vigorously than before, we are allowing somebody from another country to come here, receive a contract, to hire persons from other countries, the Dominican Republic, a number of Haitians, the day we went to look at that project, there was one person from Casa Bruce at work. One. So, so the point is, you know, we are starving people while destroying their livelihoods, whether it be in tourism or fishery or agriculture. That's what we're doing. And, and so it comes, and my final observation is this. Somebody used the word undermine in the House of Parliament. Somebody said anybody who is attempting to undermine, you know, what they're trying to do at the government level to benefit people, they will be dealt with in a final and complete way. Uh, some destructive in, in, um, in, in implementation of that. So who is destroying Dominica? Nobody is doing more damage to Dominica than the policy makers who either blindly through their lack of knowledge or deliberately are destroying the basis of Dominica's livelihood, which is agriculture, tourism, water, and a good, clean environment that lets people live to be 100 years old. They are the underminers of Dominica. And the same solution he proposed for what he tried to make it look like other people trying to undermine his government's initiatives, he is guilty of the same. 
That guy reminds me so much of Donald Trump. You know, that is not for me. The very thing he accused people of is what he is guilty of. And so, it is time. And I'm glad it's Castle Bruce. I have a special relationship with that community. I am glad Castle Bruce once again is standing up and saying, no more. Basta. No mas. And the rest of us, the rest of the professionals, the engineers, the, 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 the architects, you know, the planners, there's no reason to be silent because by your silence, you become a colluder, a collaborator in the crime of undermining and destroying Dominica. And you too have to be prepared to pay the price for that because an, a, a hungry man is an angry man. If you make a man hungry and then you try to arrest him for being angry, you are committing two crimes. You're making him hungry, and then you are unjustifiably trying to prevent him from saying, I'm hungry. I shouldn't be. Very good conversation, but it needs to move beyond the conversation. On this Wednesday when we walk, this is one of our underlying themes. Who is really destroying Dominica? Who has really destroyed agriculture? Who has really destroyed tourism? Who has really destroyed even our banking industry? Who has really destroyed education, sports, art, music, culture? Who has? Who has? It points to one man and one set of people around him, and there are persons who know better, who understand why that is the source of our demise and are going along because they hope to benefit. They hope to benefit, but by the time they get the benefit, Dominica will be no more. We must not and shall not allow that to happen. Thank you very much, Dr. Tom. Yes, indeed, indeed. Thank you. Special thanks here to Afi, indeed. Um, very, very profound there. And, and you wonder about this. Which government does that to its people? Which government gets foreigners hired on local projects? This is simply unbelievable. Uh, good morning to you. Morning, Samson. How are you doing? Okay, doing well. Thank you. My brother, I'm glad to see you in good spirits, even if they try to tear you up and mash you down. But you're holding on. And that is very important. Oh, absolutely. Because of your faith, you know, you, you, you give other people hope. Now, let me go to all morning I've been listening. But I just heard my brother, um, Afi Matenko, and bless him before that. And I just want to say something because I, I, I decided I was going to listen throughout the day. But it's important that everybody who have a voice, who can speak, speaks. And everyone who is for Dominica, speaks. Notice I'm not saying against the government. Because when you say certain things and express yourself in a certain way, some ignorant people who don't understand context make conclusions. 
Thompson, the entire conversation this morning has been very, very productive, very informative. Starting when I heard Mr. Billup gave you an array of ideas, all of which are good and very productive, and if implemented, it would be a success. You have given many ideas. Mr. Atherton Martin has given ideas. My brother Blessing came in and he don't know what is wrong with the people. These are the songs of the call that we have been talking of for months in and months and years. It's been over 20 years this government has been in power. And they refuse to take advice from people who have a different idea. And it's not that you are trying to tell the government how to run the country. They claim they win the election, which I don't really um, support. You know, we, we could go into a different direction, but that's not my direction now. They refuse to take ideas, productive ideas, from people who have done the research. And I'm speaking to Mr. Bellas this morning because he literally told you he went, he spoke to people in Barbados, he did this, he did that, he worked on cruise ships, he saw things in, in, in Cabo San Lucas. I'm not listening. And sometimes I listen and I listen closely. But my issue is, we as a people, Dominicans, I'm not talking about the race of Caribbean people, I'm talking particularly Dominicans. We don't seem to learn. We have a, a kind of naivete about us. And people call it, we're nice. Well, Mr. Thompson will tell you, I'm a nice guy, but I'm not that a nice guy when it comes to a person pushing the boundaries on my liberty, my freedom, and any other thing that pertains to me having a fair and just life on this earth. I will give you an example. I live to a, next to a guy who killed a guy next to me. And I never knew it until the police came there. And this guy wanted to come talk some nonsense to me. I'm not going to take the story strong, but I told him, I said, look, you live next to me, but you're not going to terrorize me, buddy. What you did, what you did to that guy next door, ain't going to happen to me because the first chance you give me any inclination of what you're going to do, we're going to settle it. So I'm saying, every time you go to school and there's a bully on the field, and you take it from the bully, and you don't stand up, this is where you're at. Now, let's just be very tactical with what's taking place in Dominica, because what Abby just said about the, the World Heritage Site, people could write to the World Bank, and report this thing. I don't know if people are, but I think that's a start. Number two, when people having a, a, a protest, like what we have in, in Calibus, uh, uh, some people stay somewhere else and say, well, the people in Calibus. No, it's the people in Dominica. Because when you say, well, the people in Calibus, you cannot separate yourself, oh, that is them over there. But eventually, what affects Piazzi Bruce will end up in Rose, or what affects Rose end up in Maribel, Hollywood, and whatever. Because you have the same people in charge running the country, doing the same thing everywhere, and people stand up singularly. But unified, 
front will have more of an impact. To say all this, I'm saying a lot of the great ideas that could have moved the country forward, the government don't want it because of who it's coming from. Instead of taking your idea as an economist, they want to persecute you. Instead of taking Mr. Linton's idea as a very well thought out idea and process, great leader, they want to persecute him. So these are the things I'm saying. It's a waste of time to give this government ideas. The energy should be wasted or, or should be used, not wasted, to get this government out of power. The people must understand where they are heading because these same things are here every day, every day, every day, every day. And if the people don't stand, but people only stand when they are affected directly, individually, and then they want the whole nation to come and stand in the corner. It don't work like that. My brother, we have a great country. We have one of the best in the region, but we have the worst government in the region Sadly. and far beyond because with this kind of governance, Dominica is doomed. It's heading nowhere. Like my brother blesses me and I'm going out with that. They finish. You know, because I often used to be like this. When people say, where you from? Oh, I see you have a accent. Where you from, Jamaica? I say, no, I'm from Dominica. It's a sleeping giant. Because I was always under the impression that one day, that little rock would rise because it's known for certain things. Everybody knew Miss Charles. Oh, you, you can that lady? Oh, yes, Eugenia Charles. So these are the things I'm saying. The country is a great nation, a lot of educated people, but we have some country running the country and no idea that has heard on the radio station this morning will work for this government because they don't want no ideas from no one else because it's all about the money. It's all about the money. They don't want that gravy train stop running. All so right. the destruction of the country is the gravy train running. And if that stops, they're not going to go for it. Thank you, my brother. All right. for Thank you. Thank you very much, Carla. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. It's 22 before the hour of 11 o'clock on this Monday morning. BD and MasterCard invite you to spend four amazing days in New York. How do you win? For every 500 Eastern Caribbean dollars you spend paying with your personal NBD MasterCard credit card, you win an entry for the prize draw. And for every 250 Eastern Caribbean dollars at pharmacies, supermarkets, and gas stations, you get an additional entry. Isn't that great? You don't have your NBD MasterCard yet? Apply online at nbdominica.com slash credit hyphen cards. Hurry, offer ends September 20, 2022. Fresh Market Pharmacy has extended to customers with its new additional location at best price. Two convenient locations on the Dame Eugenia Charles Boulevard and at best price Riverbank. Fresh Market Pharmacy provides over-the-counter medication, health and personal care, prescription drugs and natural supplements. Our experienced pharmacists and technicians provide the best quality services. Contact 225 56883 2556875 Fresh Market Pharmacy Your prescription bill just got lowered More More With Digicel you always get more More savings on data, talk, entertainment and even smartphones More speed and reliability on our super fast fiber network More LTE coverage all across Dominica more value for your money and more rewards too. With Digicel, you get more of all the things you love and more. 
Dominica. Digicel has been giving you more for 16 years and we will continue to deliver on that promise because you keep us going. More is Digicel. Digicel and Dominica, better together. Twenty before the hour of 11 o'clock. Welcome back to the hot seat. I want to take this uh, particular message from an individual right in. He says that on in the current budget of 2022-23, on page 32, the government states, our goal is to increase agriculture's contribution to GDP by 700 million by the year 2030. Our Agriculture 2030 plan will focus on the following increase in production, expand market share, increase agro processing. The caller is indicating the question to be asked is Is there a 2030 agriculture plan? Where can it be found for perusal? Who were the stakeholders who contributed to this plan? Is this just another talking point again? And how serious are we? When we talk about agriculture, no mention was in fact made of how this plan was developed or is it in the making? But, but by the way, that is just an eight year plan, 2022 to 2030. So uh, some very serious questions there. And you get the sense when you when you read this from the budget that this is just mouthing, you know, ag agro processing and um, expand market share. So th that is just talk. That's all it is. Because this government has had 20 years, 20 years, 22 years to be exact, to show us differently. And what have they done? You know, they've not done anything as far as agriculture is concerned. So don't tell me now about 2030. What about 2022? What are you going to do now for the farmers? What are you going to do now to take out the... The, you know, the, all of this I'm seeing, the passion fruit and the avocado and the oranges and the mangoes. What are you going to do now? Not 2030. So that, that I believe is just a lot, a lot of talk. A lot of talk, no doubt. And, and, and it's something that we have to call it as it is. Um, it is talk. It is talk by this government, no doubt. Um, 2030? <laughs> you must be kidding me. All right, at 18 before the hour, let's go to the telephones. We'll be making our exit at 11 o'clock this morning. Good day to you. Caller, good morning to you. All right, let's try this again. Caller, good morning to you. Yes, Doc, it's deliberate. It is by design. So they know the state of mind of the people, how gullible a lot of us are, and we... We, we believe every lie, lie told to us by priests and pastors and politicians and people we perceive to be so educated. So anything they tell us, we, we grab hold onto it. And look at marijuana, Doc. Now everybody pass by two, two free trees of marijuana. So it is legal to, to have two free trees. Let's just say it is not legal, but the green light has been given. What is wrong with creating an industry out of marijuana? What is wrong? Doc, people like in the time of farming used to make wonders, planting, dashing, tanya, bananas, and people could send their children to school. Doc, I think a product of that. Oh, absolutely. You're right. looking at people, uh, specimen number people, one. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, yeah, people could buy vehicles, cash, build houses, houses, send their children to school and do everything. That level of economic independence was gotten rid of. So now all the talk about agriculture is just talk. And in closing, what is sickening? The churches, Bautier, what happened to the churches? And the intelligentsia, I know most of them, they're cowards, they run away. They do not want to face the persecution Dr. Fountain and Danny Lugan and Lennox Linton is facing and the others. So those that remain have surgically removed the eyes and the ears and put it in the palm of their hands because the objective is not about principle. It's about profit. And the preoccupation with profit further destroying every brain cell they have. Can't even think about what is happening to the country. Eventually, is going to impact they and their families. So what is happening in Dominica is criminal. And I, I make no reservation about it, Doc. Criminals are governing this country. Thieves are governing this country. And the poor people of this country... They no longer care about them. It's only when election is approaching, they come and throw some plywood and galvanage and two little thousands of dollars, like when you're feeding chickens with rice in your yard, and they steal the elections again, get them from Guadeloupe, Martin, St. Martin, America, wherever, fly them in, and use Dennis Byron to play the dirty games again to try to manipulate the whole system. The people have to rise up against that dog. Blessings. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much for this. It's um, quarter before the hour of 11 o'clock. Uh, of course, we make way at 11. Uh, this is the hot seat. And we're discussing some very important topics of, of discussion this morning. Of course, uh, talking about the agriculture sector, the state of governance. I want you to think of what's going on in Cassie Bruce. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I had the privilege of driving this route. And, and, and quite frankly, I, I was shocked, you know, to see that nobody working on that stretch of road are really Dominicans. And you'd be hard-pressed to find any other country in the world where this happens. So I wonder about this government. I wonder about the, whether this government is thinking right when they treat their people like this and think the best thing for the people of Dominica, even students who have gone to school, five years of education and, and to six from college, is to put them on the side of the road planting flowers. You're not going to build a country that way. <laughs> You're not going to develop this country that way at all. And, and that seems to be the only answer that this government has. Good morning to you on the telephone uh let's try this let's take a telephone call good day to you good morning dr fontaine a very good morning to you sir how are you sir i'm doing well thank you uh, i am I'm, I'm assuming you your cousin to that voice right oh yes absolutely absolutely okay um i i, I am listening to the program I, and i don't want to go out of out of line but i remember you coming to scott's head uh, you guys like you brother matthew maya sister bernadette francis maybe now and you you taught us your guys taught us how to be peacemakers remember these days yes i do yes mm -hmm. right. so i said this to say i am not for war i am for peace because i learned from a long time ago that the only way we can survive is when we become peacemakers because we shall be called the children of god but but i i, I call because i i have a concern i and that it is past the concern i now want to confess to you dr thompson 
I am afraid. And it is better to be honest than to run around the bushes. I am afraid. And this is why I just call your program to ask you if you would allow me to ask my Prime Minister question this morning, because I want to ask him a f- one that is deeper, but this one I want to conclude with this one maybe by the end of this week, and then I'll start, and start asking the next question, because I'm not, I am not getting any response from him. Would, would you allow me to ask him a question? By all means, by all means, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Mr. Mr. Prime Minister, the CCJ have advised you not to go, not to allow Dominica, because you are the leader, you are the leading one there, not to allow Dominica to go to a next election without proper electoral reform. So answer me, please. Will you accept the CCG advice? Secondly, will you allow Dominica to go into a next election without proper electoral reform? Thank you, Dr. Fountain. All right, and thank you, thank you very much for making those questions available here and, and for asking it right here on the hot seat. And these are these are these are questions speaks to the heart of what we're talking about because we cannot move forward in agriculture, we cannot move forward in the development of our people, we cannot move forward in our social development, we cannot move forward in our economic development if we continue to have a government that is forced upon the people. And the fact that we need electoral reform, and, and you wonder as to why it is taking so long for the report from Justice Byron, the people of Dominica need to start asking those hard questions. And, and not only that, we need to let this government know that we will not, we will not allow another election without electoral reform, period. And that should not be up for discussion. That should not be up for suggestion. But we should make it fundamentally clear. And we should be willing to take whatever action with him under the constitution to make sure that we get what is rightfully ours because we cannot speak of a democracy if at the very heart of this democracy which is the conduct of free and fair elections that we are falling short and we've fallen far short we've taken enough for long enough and i believe now it's time for us to do something about it so yes we will have electoral reform we will have a clean voters list and we will have free and fair election and at the end of it we will have a new government that can focus on the interests of the people a government that will not put its citizens as second-class citizens a government that will not import foreign workers to work where dominicans are sitting on the sidelines a government that will be concerned about the youth of this country a government that will care deeply about creating opportunity creating employment a government that will care deeply about developing the agriculture sector, not just throwing numbers around. You're going to grow by 700 million. What's, what's that? What does that mean? <laughs> what does $700 million mean in the agriculture sector in 20, 30, 80 years from now? You know, I, I mean, what, what does that mean? You're talking about a country that used to have $170 million a year from agriculture many, many years ago. So if you're talking about 700 by the year 2030, that's eight years, you're not even talking about $100 million a year. So really, you know, I mean, come on, you've got to come better than that. Uh, uh, government of Dominica, you've got to be uh, straight, more straightforward with the people of Dominica. And, and above all, above all, you need to do right by the people of Dominica. You've not dealt fairly with the people. You've not dealt the people a, a clean hand. And we sit 
uh, where Dominica's resources are being expended and, not, and the people are not benefiting from it. The country is getting worse by the hour. The suffering, the poverty, the unemployment is getting worse. And we need to do something about this. We cannot just simply put our hands up and say, no, Dominica is too precious a country for us to allow it to go the way it continues to go. We need to stand up as Dominicans, demand more, demand better uh, from this government. At the end of the day, when election comes, we know what we should do, what we must do. All right, because we have to we have to have a change after all of those years, after all of those years, all of the suffering, all of the pain, agriculture at the very last has been industry, according to the government of Dominica. We need to do better than this. We need to do a lot, a lot better. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll have uh, hopefully we'll be have we'll be able to get some more of your call. It's already eight minutes going up before the hour of uh, 11 o'clock on this uh, Monday morning and you're tuned in to the hot set. presents acclaimed jazz guitarist Cameron Peer at the Fort Young Hotel in concert on Saturday 27th August from 7.30pm to 10pm. Versatile and soulful. Band includes Leon Saint-Jean, Mozart Winston, Fred Nicholas and Juicy Pavola. Tickets are AC 160 per person and includes buffet dinner and concert. To book your table, call 448-5000 or WhatsApp 285-6377. Cameron Payer at the Fort Chung Hotel. Sounds like a fabulous evening. Your dynamic, riveting weekly sports show on Q95. The entire Caribbean is listening to Sports Wrap on the big station every Thursday from 6 to 8 p.m. With renowned veteran sports commentator and retired magistrate Ozzie Lewis, famous cricketer and sports analyst Lockhart Sebo Sebastian, and national athletic coach Emmanuel Loblack. Sports Wrap, your one-stop shop for unique, inclusive, in-depth analysis of local, regional, and international sports. Bringing you the best in sports debate and up-to-the-minute information and statistics. Sports Wrap, every Thursday, 6 to 8 p.m. Two exciting hours of pure, exciting sports talk. The experts are in the house. Sports Wrap, every Thursday evening, only on the big station, only on Q95. In September 2017, our lives here in Dominica changed forever. Hurricane Maria took our homes, lives of our loved ones, and left us with billions of dollars in damages to repair. 
We at Flow were not immune to this destruction, but we made a promise then and there to rebuild with you in mind. We invested millions of dollars to bring you fiber internet. Not only is it six times faster, but we are offering this at no additional cost. We've all been through a lot for the last couple of years. So come on home to Flow and receive 50% off your mobile bill every month when you bundle and win big daily this summer with every transaction you make. Come home to Flow, Dominica. Certainly, certainly want to thank all of you for joining us earlier on this um, hot seat. I'll be back tomorrow with another edition of the hot seat. But this afternoon, uh, we have, of course, um, Talk on the Block. And Honorable Lennox Linton will be with you this afternoon on Talk on the Block. Starts from 1 p.m. this afternoon. You know, coming back to this <laughs> 700 million over eight years, I mean, yeah, you know, really, <laughs> that's the best you can do after 20 years in office. Promise less than $100 million a year in agriculture, uh, an industry that can, that can grow. We've shown the potential of this industry many, many times over. And um, if you were to look at the just, you know, the different sectors we've talked about, tree crops, you know, essential oils, you know, all of the different aspects, the poultry, livestock, you know, cheese making, you know, all of this uh, processing and so on. Yeah, we can do a lot better and we should, we should, you know, you know, Dominica, I think we, we need to really demand more. We've not been forceful enough in demanding a lot, a lot, a lot more than we are currently. And that, I believe, is where the problem is, no doubt. All right, but let's do this as we as we come to an end. Let me let me play you a little bit of wonderful wonderful song here uh, from the continent. My friend, life is a bomb. I'm yours, your cargo. Let's fly in your chopper. Hey, yeah. All you know, I'm quite on Tani Good to try, good to try. 